When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fox Tuesday. Seth Green and Giovanni Ribisi are the best of friends with the worst of dads. My dad quickly closes the laptop every time I walk into the room. My dad can clear his throat for 50 minutes of a 90-minute movie. Now they're moving in. Stay out of the bathroom between 3 and 4. That's my go time. And there's no way out. Your father made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. With scotch? He said it was for dipping. Dads, a new comedy premiering Tuesday at 8, 7 central on Fox. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place where two female comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source, not vaginas. But also vaginas. But also vaginas. I am one of your hosts, Kristen Carney, a comic. Vagina number one. A comic and uh, something, <laughs> figuring things out. And um, <laughs> figuring things out. Yeah, I can't well, that it's me. up in the air right now what I am. <laughs> it is, it is, always is. I shouldn't even say comic. Yeah. Um, and of course, we've got Marnie, um, the awesome wing girl and uh, relationship expert extraordinaire. And of course, the Woo. wonderful actress and writer, Haley wow. White and Mo. Less, the, the and penis to the vaginas. Right. That's gotta have I one. Forgot. Vagina number two, three, and penis no, number one. <laughs> one penis to three vaginas. You're the ureters to the vagina. I don't the know. Ureter. What? What's a ureter? You're so scientific. <laughs> no, I think what is that? It's where your urine goes through. <laughs> your urethra? <laughs> urethra? Well, there's things also called ureters? ureters. No, there are things called ureters. My father was a biology teacher, but he's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's like a ureter doctor. I was like, what is no, that? No. No, Look it up, kids. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. The more you know. Very interesting. Okay, I learned something today. I God. like it. Oh, I hate introing sometimes. So anyway, we were, um, Marnie and I, uh, separately, but we both were in New York um, recently, and we had similar experiences. We did. And I thought it was so amazing because everywhere I went on, pretty much, because <laughs> well, I am looking good, I was hit on, and so was Marnie. I know, and we were so happy. We're like, we want to go back to New York. Yeah, New York is such an amazing place with just great energy, and there's people, everyone, people who are listening who are like down south or whatever, don't have a misconception about New York. People in New York are friendly, they're open to talk, and it's the people who aren't from New York that might come off miserable. People say that about L.A., but people from L.A. are miserable. They are miserable, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. the but, people who are rich. From LA, like Mo. no, yeah, it's the no, that's what I just said. No, the original people Got from it. LA say that, but they are the miserable ones. What? No, I find no. LA l- locals or uh, originates. I don't know. No, I agree. Locals. No, the locals are cool. It's, it's. I mean, I am an import, so I, I, I can't. I am too, and I suck. <laughs> I'm an import, <laughs> and I'm amazing. Yeah. No, I don't know actually any originals, but um, we Mo. we were talking about exactly your brother. Come <laughs> that's on, true. Your, your brother from Game of Thrones. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have an incestuous relationship, Mo and I. But the thing is, it can't be incestuous because I'm nowhere as Middle Eastern as you are. <laughs> like, I'm totally white. But um, we were just saying how the energy in New York is so different yeah. than it is elsewhere. And what it does is it opens up our own personal energy. Yeah. We become more approachable, more likable, more fun. Yeah. And, and it's like a little bit of an alter ego. And, and it's a, bit, a little that. bit of an ego boost as well, to yeah. be honest. Because I was saying, like, when I came home, and, and Kristen was saying the same thing, it's like that I wanted to kill back, myself. Yeah, we're back to boring world. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's because we're out there and interacting with so many more people. Like I go on the subway, I go walk to go to a coffee shop. I'm constantly interacting with people. Whereas you know, in LA, I have you guys once a week, which is fantastic. But the rest of the time, <laughs> I'm working out of a box basically myself, and I'm working virtually with you know people all over the world. But it's it's kind of lonely and it's not as exciting. You do realize how isolating certain other areas of the world can be. I'm certainly isolated in Los Angeles. And being in, in New York, I'm like, I'm funnier. Like, I swear, if we taped our podcast there, you think I'm funny now. <laughs> you wouldn't even want to know what happened in New York. I'd blow up the microphone. <laughs> yeah. It's true that once you're feeling confident, it's like your energy is like out there and people yeah. are receptive. Like, when I'm having a good day, my day's like fucking great because people are like, yeah, smiling. Yeah. I'm like hugging the guy at Wells Fargo. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, I am friends he gave with the parking you a loan. attendant. Yeah, oh, it's the true. parking attendant. Yeah, the parking like attendant. The bank yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know him. And it's 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 out there. But when you start to like feel like Meh, you kind of close yourself off and then that kind of pushes you, it isolates you more. For sure. So like you should get out there. And Th- that's my motivation. That's my message to myself. And, you know, I, I tell people to do this all the time, but I forget sometimes I get into a rut, especially after being, you know, you're exhausted after going traveling for a while. But um, I find that, you know, I dress up more here because I'm going outside of the house. And you mean I, in New York? Oh, sorry. You yes, dress I dress up more, up more in, in New York, York sorry, right. and I dress up less here. Like I wear my sometimes. Sometimes I go to the gym. I don't shower till the end of the day. Like it's right. disgusting and horrible. Um, and my husband's in the next room, and he doesn't even mind. But I'm sure it's turning him off too. But um, I that's think deodorant yeah, you're exactly. using. I know that's exactly. <laughs> but like I think that. A good tip for guys um, is to be open, but also motivate yourself to get out there and interact with at least five to ten people every single day because it can help keep your energy levels up. Although we're extroverts, so maybe that's not true for well, a lot of I'm an intro- but- I'm an introvert, I think, half the time. And then I'm an extrovert when I'm put in a situation. You're an it, anomaly. I am. It's oh, but do we, How do you get recharged? Are you... By going to New York because all of a sudden <laughs> I realize I'm not... a troll in a whole yeah. base, like so you're an extrovert no i don't know it's weird because i don't want to have these interactions but once i have them i'm like oh this feels good but not everybody yeah. is all one thing or all another if you do like, yeah. the myers-briggs test sometimes right. you score like a little bit of something a little bit of something else so yeah, i think sure. you do have both yeah so today for the chapter in the man's playbook i want to talk about being open in your own city on this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. All right, so what we were talking about before is about, you know, being really 
open in your own city. And Haley had a good point, although we weren't recording when, when she said it. But in even in other cities, just being more open in general and things to do to like get you off your butt and yeah. then be active in activating your own social life. I think a big part of helps. it is getting out of your car. Like if you're in a city like we are, you're always in your car and you're always by yourself. Or you know, it's like getting in New York. You're walking around and you're you're energized by that. So just get the hell out and get on the street. Right, because right there you have two things. You have like physical activity that you're not getting when you're sitting in your car because yeah. you're moving, so your blood is flowing. And the other thing is um, you're going to be around people, so you're dressing. Or, you know, you might be clothed a little bit. You might be clothed. <laughs> a little bit. Hopefully you are. I don't wear you're... pants when I'm driving. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what, it's just a part of the deal. Thing... But I never care what I look like because I'm going from a car to, to a, car. a car to a car to a car. And then, you know, I don't care. So yeah. it's caring a little bit because I knew when I was stepping out in New York, I have to spend all day in those in the, that clo- the clothing because I can't go all the way back to Brooklyn to the place that I'm staying right. to like change. So I want to be comfortable in what I'm wearing. So I want to feel good about myself. I want to have my hair and my makeup done. I, I was physically getting not fit I mean exercise mild but you're physically getting something that you don't otherwise for and so sure. all of a sudden your brain chemistry changes for sure yeah. look at you your dad's science it's true that when you're depressed and by yourself it's like if, if I don't work out like once I get on the whatever I don't ever do the treadmill I don't know why I said that but once I go outside I ride my bike actually once I do that suddenly it's like I start feeling like happier it's definitely connected to my happiness 100%. And, and what are you doing in your personal life to build your swag like what, like, like what are mm. you, like for me, my activity, I play volleyball on the weekends. To build my swag, I don't use the word swag. Well, no, that's what, <laughs> but look, confidence, swag, whatever you want to say. Like, look, I play volleyball on the weekends because I'm good at it. And I like crushing people on the court. And for me, it builds this like strong male confidence of I fuck these guys up and Do I'm you know the we shit, got a Facebook you know? message that asked. I like your. I really like Mo in your podcast, but why does he talk in a crinkly voice sometimes? Oh, I, I, <laughs> voice? I think it's, it's crinkly. Like, it's the what mic. does that mean? It's the mic. He'll be like, "Listen, guys, <laughs> my, my man, let me tell you." No, okay, that's good. And but yeah. it's like, the, what what do you do in your personal life that helps you build confidence? And and people need to find that. For you women, it was going to New York. Because For me, it's like laying out while you play. I lay out in the sun and just look good. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. No, but is it looking tan? You know, is it going out and, and working it's, out it's and making your body right? Yeah, you got to put it into it to build that confidence. Because if you're just if you're stuck in a rut and you do the and you have no confidence and you do the exact same things over and over and over again, you're never going to get confidence. Right. Well, actually, I'm reading this book I have in my hands. Uh, it's called The Evolution of Desire. Doctor Drew told me to read it, so mm. I read it. Anything no he big says, deal. I, I do it right away. He told me to kill someone, so yeah, I did it. Exactly. But it's by David M. Boost bus. I have no idea. B U S S. It's a it's a really good book. So the book. Um, I want to talk about it more in another segment because I think it's really interesting what it's talking about. And I've only read one chapter, so I can't really speak on it that much. But it's it's talking about. <laughs> it's all, been one year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all these. Uh, this this one guy uh, did these studies and tests and surveys for from people all around the world, just finding uh, about you know the evolution of desire, looking at it from a biological standpoint, um, and also like scientific, and then also you know assessing tons of people from all over the world but what he was talking about for for women and what attracts them as there's a you know an 18 characteristics that they find attractive but one of them um is ambition and the other one is intelligence so i think that those things can both turn women 
on and then the other 16 characteristics as well, um, but can also turn you on as a man or a woman, which is really important. I always say you got to turn yourself on first before you can turn anybody else on. Um, and this is my own mistake because I am married and hopefully, you know, I, I can remind myself quickly the next time, which we've done a couple of days after getting back from New York to, you know, not stay in our rut and really push ourselves to turn ourselves on and get involved in things. But a lot of people who are single or maybe who do work from home, they tend to stick to that same routine, not really get out of their house and then wonder like why they're not meeting people or why they're not even feeling energized to go meet people. So as an assignment, I would say to people, get out of your house at least once a day. Uh, for an hour. <laughs> it's true. That's more just like surviving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, but a lot of people don't. Like most people just go to work, they come home, they watch TV, that's it. So do something that switches up your routine for an hour a day, every single day. Interact with people. Make sure to engage in conversations and try out the different conversation uh, tools we've given you on this show. Use OSA. Create mission statements and just practice interacting with people. And even having that experience will change your day up for sure, give you things to talk about, and ultimately boost your confidence. And if you're you're involved in things that turn your brain on as yep. well, um, because you can go out go out of the house, but you're going out and you don't really have any purpose, and you're kind of like, oh, I guess I was told I have to go outside. Doing something that you're passionate about that makes you feel energized like being in new york for me like i went and i did comedy so i was around like all other people who are doing comedy who are out to see live comedy similar passion and there's like foot traffic so you know you're you're basically feeling inspired because of the energy around you so find people that will give you that energy that will inspire you for sure one one negative man i, I had know. happened no i love that every time you say something great you're like Ugh, that was very good that, that was, was weird that was um, one Ooh. thing i will say about me being in new york was i did get a lot of attention which is very nice even when like a, a homeless man whistled at me <laughs> I, i'm fine with you know it. you're take desperate it. when you're like i'll take, I will take it i will take that attention yeah i don't get offended either i'm like i'm like i'm like bring it on great. i'm hot you've woken up from your drunken haze and you've noticed <laughs> and me. you're welcome exactly and i'll walk by you five more times give just you to dollar. bring you happiness no money they've already gotten <laughs> enough pleasure he was just from like blowing experience. into his beer bottle trying to get more alcohol out of it it sounds like a whistle to me maybe but let me keep it for myself that's how i remember it but there were a few men and this is a no-no i wrote this on my blog as well um there were a few men who drove by me in white pants and and, <laughs> and had other girls and in the back pissed wow pissed. wait like but then continued staring the hiss was fine <laughs> like just a, a, a. it's like to get you to look it's like okay oh, you i thought you were like over. boo hiss oh that's <laughs> no. so weird and then they would just like lean i'm like looking at you the way that, as if they can see me through this microphone but oh, like God. literally just stared like <laughs> marty just gave me yeah, her dead eyes it was like dead eyes it was very gross and it freaked me out but and it, it made turned, me very scared but it turned your brain on it I totally mean, like, did you were aware i i had a better I, i'm sure you had good experiences but i had better experiences getting hit on i got hit on by human beings no awesome. i did i have i went to go get my friend um I, the friend i was staying with some coffee and muffins whatever as a thank you because i'm so pleasant and <laughs> i was tr waiting to pay and the guy at the counter was ignoring me and i'm like hello i gotta pay <laughs> and so finally he turned around he's like oh you're all set and i was like uh, confused i thought maybe he because he skipped over a couple people maybe he forgot about me i go why and he's like because you're hella beautiful <gasps> which first of all thank you but second of all don't say hella <laughs> oh my god it's like hella dip hella good dip oh, I would take that coffee. and walk girl Shut up. it was so much fun and so for the rest of my day like I just had a lightness in me for and sure 
sure. And I went to the dog park and then like there were guys at the dog park with their dogs and I was like, is that your dog? You know, I just started making conversation because then I felt like, oh, Wait, you were talking talk to, to strangers? Me. Yeah. You were at a dog park? I mean, I had a gun in my pocket the whole time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. Maybe this can be an, an exercise for people as well. Like maybe take it upon yourself to brighten up somebody else's day and yeah. just say you're hella beautiful. And, and look, I'm a big advocate of that, especially if it's at a coffee shop. Say you go to the same coffee shop all the time. If you see a pretty girl in there, most likely you're going to see her again because we, you know, we're creatures of habit. Yeah. I, I a lot of the times, I'd say. I'd because say, coffee is addictive. Well, coffee is addictive, but, you know, I'd see, I'd see a girl like you and be like, hey, you're beautiful, and that's it. Drop it. Mm-hmm. My name's Mo. Nice to meet you. Boom. And then, and then just trust that through time, you'll probably end up seeing her again. And next time you see her, that conversation's going to be ready. Or just say yeah, it sure. just to say it without expecting anything. Like, yeah. I throw out compliments in, to chicks, too. If I, like, love something, I, I'll, I'll, I always say it. It's probably yeah. to a fault. But it's, like, it makes me feel good to, like, recognize it in them, too. So just yeah. say it for the moment, like, for whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I feel like I lost out in that situation because he said, you know, it's on me. And then I felt like, oh, my God, thank you. But I was going to pay with a 10. It was probably going to come to, like, six bucks. So I was just <laughs> like, ah, so I tipped him the entire 10. So I'm like, well, I kind of lost out on the transaction, but that's fine. My confidence is now. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. That's but true. then you went to a dog park afterwards and talked to people. So yeah. basically, it was worth the you owe But you definitely yeah, you lost $10. You lost $10. Uh, here, here's another thing of advice going back to uh, going out to build your confidence. Uh, the flip side to that is get rid of the things in your life that take away your confidence. Mm-hmm whether it's a social uh, engagement that you go to where people there make you feel insecure, whether it's the girl that only texts you when she wants to hook up, um, whether it's your buddy from high school that you feel loyal to him, but he makes you feel like shit all the time because his life is messed up. Take the time to get rid of those things in your life as well, as well as adopt these new things, and you'll notice that there will the change will come. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Surround yourself with people who also are... I read somewhere that if they, you, okay, how do I articulate this? You surround yourself with people who are making the same income as you naturally. So if you start to kind of look at people who you aspire to be like, and you want to be around them, you'll find that you actually are pushing yourself more and being around like-minded people. For sure. It's really yeah. to like, no, it's true. No, it does. Bird, a good birds point. of a feather, you know, that's, that's what they say. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that build your man sexy. Yeah. This, yeah. this chapter is about building confidence like in certain ways that we ourselves have, have built confidence. I wanted to make one point on top of what Mo said because I think it's fantastic. Um, but I, I learned this a few years ago, um, and it's been really helpful for me. Uh, like making statements like someone that makes you feel. Um, I learned, or this is the way that I live my life now, nobody can make me feel anything. Um, it's me who makes me feel a certain way. It's up to me to self-soothe. Um, so if people are not in line with your vision on life or your values or the way that you see the world. And like, if you don't butt heads consistently, um, it's great to keep them in your lives because you can learn from them. It can also make you more confident. Um, But if there are other people who are just like Debbie Downers, negative, the world is against them and you're not wanting that stuff around you, then yeah, I I say either cut them out or just don't spend as much time with them because it's, it could be dragging you down. It just is like dragging you down. battling those people to show them the other way that the world works. They're going to learn it on their own. They're not going to learn it from you shoving it down their throat. But I thought that those were amazing points that you made that are really helpful. Um, and thank I think you. that that, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think that that concludes this chapter in the man's playbook.
Coming up in the second half, we have a female pickup artist who is not just helping men, but she helps women. That's primarily what she does. Her name is Arden Lee, and we are going to have her on the next segment for and have her stick around, hopefully, if she has time to do it, for Analyze This. We'll talk to you in a bit. Guys, let's face it. We need you to get boners. Boners. We don't, don't want to be left alone on this planet. We need you to keep working and working hard. Full flow. Hard. Full flow. So that means you need to get Enzite. That's the way millions of men have actually been getting the hard ones. And millions of babies are being born. <laughs> right. So be careful. But you guys, just one capsule a day. That's all you need. You don't need to eat like six or 12, which I tried earlier. Like a vitamin. Just one capsule a day gets you the most powerful peak male performance enhancement that you could ever dream of or have a nightmare of. If you guys are looking for the most powerful erections, this is the way to do it. Try Enzite. Guys, you always see those commercials for the boner meds and they're like and they're like hiking and biking and rollerblading. It's like get some hobbies, right? Like start having sex is what they're trying to say to you. So but with who Enzite, wants a boner when you're hiking. I don't know. That's why it's weird they put them in the commercials. Yeah. We just want straight up boner meds. We yeah, don't need any of, We don't need any of the fluff except in the duff, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's the duff? So so how are we going to get these boners that we're having trouble with? Well, Mo, if you call now, you can score a special Enzite trial pack for the sack and receive a 10-day sample of Ogoplex for the ultimate male experience free with your order. Can you believe it? Just call now for the most powerful erections imaginable with the Enzite trial pack for the sack. Call 1-800-993 5250. That's 1-800-993-5250. Or go to smilingbob.com. That's smilingbob.com. That's smilingbob.com. Time to get your boners on, dudes. Seriously. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. Free trial requires via life enrollment with future auto shipments. All right. The new comedies of Fox Tuesday are almost here. Thank God. Tuesday, September 17th. Don't miss the premiere of Dads. It's the new comedy from the creators of Family Guy and Ted. Read Seth MacFarlane, also my hero. Let me just say, he is delicious as well as he is intelligent. In this show, Seth Green and Giovanni Ribisi are the best of friends with the worst of dads. And when their dads decide to move in, there's no way out. It's a lot of man sexy in this, as Mo would say, so you guys better tune in. It's the premiere of the new comedy, Dads. Then, right afterwards, you have to get excited about the new Andy Samberg show that critics are calling the best new sitcom of the fall. It's Fox New Comedy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I don't know why I said it like that. It just sounded like more fun. But I love Andy Samberg, and now that he's off SNL, you can catch him on this new comedy. It's, it's the new office comedy about the law without the order. Uh-oh, sounds messy. Andy Samberg and Andre Brower star in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, premiering After Dads this Tuesday, only on Fox. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Hey, everyone, oh. welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. <laughs> We're like um, fighting over the airspace, right? Go for it, <laughs> Well, today we have, I say this every single time, a very special guest. Yes, everybody that we talk to is special and wonderful. Just like your kids. Yeah, exactly. But especially today. Especially more than today. Ever. But like, you wouldn't, if, you, if you weren't special, you wouldn't really be on our show. We don't have boring, dull people on here. That would just be a waste of our time. Except for Mo. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. What? Why am I picking on Mo now, too? It's not my responsibility. Come on, it's just now. so easy. <laughs> it is kind it's of so. easy. It's accidental. Although, Mo looks like really hot today. 
face. Yeah, something's going on with this physique. buff. I don't know. The chest looks bigger. He's wearing a hat. It's just enough stubble. It's not too much, not too little. It's like that little bit. And it's like it's like manicured. It's like it's like it's like you can't tell if he would be a terrorist or not. It's like just that line. It's like sexy but scary. They did. Sorry, I'm going to break into this first. They did a study recently about men with scruff, and they found that men with scruff are the most attractive. They had different pictures. Oh, there's a little puppy over there in the corner that Chris is pointing at and distracting me. Okay, they showed five different pictures of like certain guys at different stages of their hair growth, and they found um, men with scruff on their face to be like the most sexy of all. Um, guys with beards to be disgusting, and they, they say that they're slobs, and then guys with clean faces are also nice, but scruff was overall the most attractive. It's for women. just so enough that's man. What it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like just enough man for you, but you know that he's still showering at least. The right. key thing, Looks clean. The key thing for our guys out there. They're trying to pull this off is manscaping. Yes, it shows that you are. No, clean. I can no, see your manscaping no, no. right now. You try a little. No, you try a the little. The manscaping—it's just like screaming. I spend way. I said this before. It's like way too much time carving yeah. out my face. Let's be specific about no, it. Though. There like are certain it. types of I manscaping like, that are wrong. I like manscaping, but when it crosses the border into like gayscaping, then it's no longer attractive. <laughs> if you have a pencil beard, you've gone too far. Exactly. What, what Wait, I, manscaping is your pubes, not your face, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I just it's put all it hair. all as one that, category. Oh, I thought my manscaping mind. was like, right? Is that what you're referring there's, to? As long as there's maintenance. This is getting too far down yeah. on a tangent. We have a very special <laughs> guest waiting for us. As long as, as there's talk, maintenance, it's Exactly. Fine. Maintenance is essential. No, like, wildness. Anyway, right. so we have Arden Lee on the phone with us right now. So... Um, I guess I could explain Arden, but I, I would like for her to explain who she is and what she does. So, Arden, are you there? I'm here. Wonderful. Well, tell us and the people who are listening what it is you do, because it is very fascinating. I'm the author of a book called The New Rules of Attraction, and I'm the founder of the Seduction Sirens Forum for Women. And uh, For women. For women. That's I've, the interesting part. That's it, for right. women. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and I am a professional pickup artist, and I uh, I'm a seduction coach for women, and I teach women how to achieve their romantic goals. I love it because you know we've we've talked before. I interviewed you like a year ago, and I you know work with men, and I'm a part of the pickup artist industry for men. Um, but this is like a whole new spectrum for the pickup artist industry for assisting women in being pickup artists. So, what exactly does that mean? Right. Well, I actually do coach men as well. Uh, the thing is that when I entered the field of pickup artistry in about like 2007, right around when the uh, the VH1 show came out and uh, Neil Strauss's book, The Game, had already been out for a little bit, um, there wasn't a lot of innovation that I felt was necessary in the field of pickup for men that wasn't already going on and evolving. And I've certainly participated in that in the last six years. Uh, but what I felt was really necessary and the change that I wanted to make in the world was creating a methodology like pickup that was as practical and applicable um, of a strategy as uh, for women as pickup is for men. So that's what I spent that time doing. And then I penned my book, The New Rules of Attraction, which is the core of my philosophy. Yeah. And that's what I help women with today. So some, like some guys would say it's not as hard for women because they have a vagina, so they're automatically in. Do you think it's, is it really tough for certain women? Why do women, why are women drawn to this? Yeah, I mean, I do get that kind of criticism from guys a lot. And frankly, it's, it's just not true at all. This, this myth that, you know, especially in the, in the pickup community, since 
men who are pickup artists are looking at women as potential targets, you know, when women come to them for help and say, hey, you know, what do we do to get the kind of guys we want? They're like, well, it's easy. Just go to a bar, look nice, wear makeup, go to the gym, and stand there. Someone will talk to you, you know. And what they don't realize is that we as women, um, you know, we can be really picky about who we want, and it's just an ineffective way of finding a partner to go out and sit there on a bar stool and wait for the one you want to approach you because how many guys how many guys are going to approach you until you find you know one that you one that you find attractive? Definitely, and I just find it incredibly disempowering. So what I teach is how to walk into a room and look in the room and say, "All right, what guy am I attracted to? Oh, there's one." And how am I going to go up to him and approach him in a way that's going to be fun and playful and create excitement between us? So that he's going to want to come back and and find out more about me and uh, and you know spend some time with me. Awesome. So so what are some of the things like the top three things that you tell women to do? And remember that the majority of our audience is men, and there's definitely women who listen. But if you can sort of frame it in a way that can tell guys a way that they can assist these women as well, that would be really helpful. Sure, absolutely. Well, one of the things that I teach women is to work on your persona, uh, you know, so to craft your identity in your own free time so that the image that you present to the world is uh, congruent with the kind of response that you want to be getting and the kind of people that you want to attract into your life and also the way that you feel is most authentically expressing your values. So uh, it, how I can relate to that to guys, I think that I think that's kind of the same thing, you know, um, Guys also have to work on, you know, presenting themselves and and doing so in a way that's going to appeal to the kind of women that they want in their life. And I think in this, actually, in this particular tip, women may even be a little bit further than had a guy ahead of than guys naturally in the game anyway, because women are so used to appealing to fantasy. It's kind of almost been built into culture for us because there are so many archetypes out there that women can choose from. To, uh, to, to bring that mantle upon themselves and appeal to a fantasy archetype that they know that men are already programmed to like because there's so many of them in, in pop culture and in the media. And men don't do this quite as much. They're, they're much more likely to play things safely and kind of, you know, go out to a bar and say, well, I'm just going to wear khakis and a button-down because that seems to be what everyone else is wearing and without, you know, maybe going out on a limb and expressing themselves in a way that's a little bit more personal and more authentic. So another thing that I teach women, um, I teach them how to hold themselves and carry themselves uh, and, and what kind of body language to express in order to signal that they want to be approached. So, for example, if I'm going out to a bar and I want to signal that I want to be approached by guys, um, I'm going to make sure that when I'm sitting at the bar, for example, that I'm not turned toward the bar or, like, buried in conversation with my best friend. I'm going to face outward to signal that I'm open to those guys who are, you know, walking around the room approaching me. I keep my arms and my collarbone bare if possible, you know, weather permitting. Uh, I do live in New York, after all. Right, <laughs> so exactly. Well, I'm going to interrupt you uh, for one second, because that's a really oh, interesting mm-hmm. point, because you're advising women on how to be open, right? So you are noticing right. that a lot of women who do want to be approached are closed off, which is a really good note for guys that, just because a woman has her arms, you know, crossed over her chest or she's looking down or she has, you know, her headphones on doesn't mean she doesn't want to be approached. She just not, may not have taken your classes yet <laughs> to know to be open, right? That's very possible. But I would also advise guys to look around the room and look for those girls who clearly are signaling that they want to be approached. Because if I were a guy and I'm looking for a potential partner, 
I think I would want the one who is going to be most self-aware and, uh, and you know, conducting themselves accordingly. Well, so, I, for sure. <laughs> Besides body yeah. language, Arden, what else can guys notice from a woman that would signal to them that they could go approach her? Well, there are definitely a lot of other body language things that I haven't mentioned yet. For example, um, uh, definitely if you see a woman who's displaying her neck to you, so, you know, you can see that kind of like in the hair flip, you know, a lot of women like play with their hair and they'll kind of expose the side of their neck and tilt their head to the side. And what that signals is on a very animalistic level, it says, I'm friendly, you can come and approach me, Um, I'm not going to pose a threat to you. So I would definitely look for, for things like that. And um, beyond that, you know, for women who are who are uh, signaling that they want to be approached, like, um, you know, look for the woman whose eyes are kind of looking around the room. Because chances are, you know, maybe she's bored with her friends or, uh, you know, maybe she's just up for some excitement or whatever. But she's just she's preparing around, for the closest kind of exit. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That she, she kind of wants something else to happen. So she might be actually, you know, pretty happy if someone comes up and approaches her. Well, I think we've had this debate a little bit. Um, what's your take on what's the difference between when a girl's being friendly and when she's flirting? How do you discern between the two? What I do personally and what I advocate uh, women to do that I teach is when I'm flirting with someone, there are going to be signals that I put forth uh, with touch. With In the pickup community, we call Kino escalation. They're going to be very different from something if, if I'm you know engaging with something someone just on a platonic level. So I might reach out and touch the guy's hands. Uh, I might reach out and touch his arm. I might kind of let our knees brush together. I'm definitely going to, you know, touch my hair and, like I said, kind of tilt my head and let that side of my neck show. Um, if I'm engaging with someone and I'm only interested in being friends, I'm probably going to square off a little more. I'm going to assume a bit more of a masculine posture, and I'm going to do kind of like buddy-buddy gestures, you know, like I'm going to fist bump instead of, you know, um, like, placing my palm on his hand, for example. You know, that's right. something that's what do you, what do you showing say? enthusiasm and showing engagement, but still closing off enough. What do you say if you're dealing with someone like me, for example, who's very awkward with flirting and fist bumping is as close as I get is to the knee rub? How, <laughs> how, would, a guy, how would a guy know then? You know, it's like I, I don't have the same, I think, motions that other women do. Is that something that I would just have to learn to do? Most guys who are in the field of pickup would then compliance test with you. And what that means is they might initiate a gesture themselves in order to see how you react to it. Right. If you kind of cringe away, you know, if you don't if you don't return their gesture, then they're going to know, okay, maybe she's not all that interested. But if you say, like, let's say they put up their hands to give you a high five, right? If you put up your hand and you just keep your fingers straight and it kind of just matches the high five like a mirror, they might be like, okay, she's not really interested in me. But if you bend your fingers and kind of clutch the other person's hand, that's a sign that you want to be touched more in general. So, What if you just always want to be touched? (laughs) I hug everybody, so it's kind of my problem, I guess. (laughs) But let me ask you a question. Uh, Do you recommend uh, to your ladies um, to sleep with a man on the first night? And, and do you find a lot of women out there are, are doing that? It really depends on what your goal is, you know. I think, you know, I come from a sex-positive culture, and if two consenting adults want to have sex on any given night, I'm all in favor of that. Uh, however, at the same time, if a woman's going to be invested in something on a relationship level, then what I advise her is to look for signs of non-sexual investment before she has sex uh, with the guy that she's dating. Because... Um, 
if a guy is with you and you sense that he's just kind of running generic moves that would work on anyone, um, if they're not about you and your likes and dislikes specifically, then he's probably not terribly invested in anything that's just past sex. And that's fine if that's all that you want. But if you're looking for something that's going to go a little bit further, you make him invest and you make him show that he's paying attention to who you are paying attention to the things that you like and you know the things that I say to test for for example are like if a guy like clips out an article in a magazine and says oh hey I saw this and it reminded me of you or I burned you this CD because you said you like that band and this band kind of reminds me of them or you know maybe sends you in you know a, a link on the internet and says oh hey you remember you were talking about this thing the other night isn't this interesting stuff like that is what you want to look for that's cool because he has an investment in you rather I, that's cool yeah, yeah I love how you said sex po- yeah, positive I know. I, I just thought of I'm asking a sex positive. No, community. I just thought of STD positive. As soon as you said that. <laughs> I'm all Sound about like that. a dirty community. Just kidding. Um, no, these are fantastic answers. Um, so thank you for for giving us your information and knowledge for both men and for women because I think that both sides can actually. Sure, my pleasure. Yeah. And, well, and, and real quick, uh, what are you doing um, in say the online community uh, in coaching your ladies on how to approach men on say a, a social network site that is uh, dating friendly? Uh, I advocate finding a lot of new partners by using your weak ties. So things like Twitter, for example. Um, I'm not a huge proponent of online dating myself, although uh, it's certainly something that I, um, you know, that I look into to educate my clients about because I know that a lot of them want to engage in that world. Uh, for me, there are a couple reasons why it doesn't really work, and most of it is, most of it has to do with the fact that when I go on an online date with someone. They have this period where they sort of take it for granted, like, hey, I'm single, you're single, let's hook up. And um, and to me, that, that doesn't really work out for me. There's not enough plausible deniability there. Uh, I don't like having someone assume that I'm single and looking the minute that I go on a date with them. So I prefer to use sites that are a little more, um, you know, just general social media and not specific to online dating, things like Twitter, things like Facebook, for example. I've asked out guys on Twitter that I've never met before in real life because I know that we have friends in common because I can see maybe one of my friends retweeted them or mentioned them or they're somehow, you know, coming up on my on my timeline in, in my network. And I check what mutual friends we have in common. I'm like, okay, this person, like, if he's friends with, you know, these five people that I know, then he's probably pretty cool. And then I just straight up ask them out. And I've been pretty blatant about that before uh, and it's it's gotten me some pretty good results and the nice thing about Twitter as well is that they can look through my timeline and you know I have a link to my blog on there and I have my photo and I say that you know hey I wrote this book The New Rules of Attraction I'm the founder of the Fire and Seduction Forum for Women and uh, you know I'm, I'm the front woman of my band Arden and the Wolves so they can kind of you know say oh here's someone who has like some stuff going on is this something that I find appealing, yes or no? And then they can write back. So, yeah, ask out people who get retweeted. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Those are the only people I go out with. <laughs> not retweeted, I'm not into you. Do you find that... I have entire relationships come out of Twitter sometimes. That's you know? awesome. We've been meeting so many people who have like relationships from Instagram, from Facebook, and everyone from Twitter, but this is actually really interesting because most of the time I'm really frustrated. I'm like, how the hell does Twitter work? I know someone who, got, work? who just married someone they met off Twitter. No way. Mm-hmm. 
Really? Yeah. So interesting. It makes sense with the mutual friends thing. It's like a great yeah. vetting process, though, typically. I guess that's true. Your it's a way of doing your research. Also, you can see if someone's annoying just based off of if they're only retweeting and not, yeah. not and what they're saying, saying their <laughs> own opinion at all. You know? That's very yeah. true. Or if they have too much time on their hands. Right. Um, one more question for you. Does Do you find that it's intimidating to men some of the things that you are teaching women? You mean when they're dating me personally? Well, you and for some of the women, because I know, like, I, I actually know what it is that you're you're teaching women. I think it's fantastic and wonderful. But um, w- with a lot of the, you know, empowerment information that's out there, a lot of women are concerned about making the first move or approaching or asking a guy on a date. Um, and a lot of men have answered that they would be sort of put off by it or turned off by it. Do you, do you find that that's pretty common for you or for the woman that you're working with? No, not at all. Uh, Most guys, when you make the first move, if they're interested in you, if they were going to be interested in you anyway, if they find you attractive, they're totally stoked that you took some of the work off of their shoulders. And I have had, you know, I've had only two reactions to me asking out a guy in the first place. And one is like, wow, that's awesome. Yes. Or, um, no, you know, thanks. I'm I'm really not interested or, or whatever. And, they wouldn't have been interested in me anyway. So it's good that I went and asked them out and got that out of the way and found out. So I wasn't like sitting around waiting for them thinking, Oh, maybe they just haven't noticed me enough. Maybe they're going to ask me out one day. Um, in terms of me personally, however, you know, most women that I teach, obviously this isn't their entire lifestyle. They're just looking to, uh, improve their romantic prospects and, uh, be a better date, be a better lover and, uh, and, and get more dates. Um, for someone like me, of course, you know, all of my work is out there on the internet. You know, right. I have my blog, I have my website, and I'm very outspoken about what I do. And the way that I've kind of reconciled this is that if there's any man out there who finds that intimidating and doesn't want to date me, He's then not for you. I've just filtered him out of my dating pool. And it's a good thing that, you know, like, he was clearly not right for me, and so... For me, pick up filters out the week. <laughs> Perfect. No, it's it empowering makes sense. Too. It totally is. <clears throat> oh, well, Arden, thank you so much for, for being on with us. Um, I know that you have to go. Or do you, no, are no, you, no, I oh, think she's, she's going to gonna stick around and answer some questions with oh, us. Oh, wonderful. Okay, I forgot. Totally. So, sorry. So what we do is we have this uh, segment called Analyze This. So people send us in their questions, their concerns, their email interactions that they're having with women, and we basically break it down for them and tell them, you know, what's going on from a woman's point of view. So you're, you're available to stick around for this? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. So welcome to Analyze This. <laughs> I know. We need some music for it. All right. So um, the the, uh, the first thing that we have is actually it's a profile that I showed you guys before. So Arden's not really going to be able to assist with this one, but maybe give some insight about cool. profiles as well. Um, I'm you know I, I'm not going to read the whole profile, but we all looked at it. We looked at the pictures, and uh, I'll read the first paragraph from this profile. So I'm a Southern gentleman looking for some to get excited about. I want to meet and end up with my best friend. Laughing often, constant learning, and family are important to me. Fitness and serving others are also in, are important as well. And eating. Eating delicious food is extremely important. It's ex- important to all of us, um, which is another reason that working out is important. He lost uh, me at Southern Gentleman. Did he? 
No, I mean, I don't get me personally. <laughs> okay, so then it goes on for a little bit longer, and I'm actually going to post uh, this up online. I will not give any information as to whose profile this is so that everybody else can see the profile that we're commenting on. So I'll put it on winggirlmethod.com slash profile. I'll put it up there. Um, but so you guys got a chance to look at the pictures and look at the profile and mm-hmm. want to know what you thought of it. Well, I mean, we read read through it, and it all looked pretty pretty good. But I think it looked pretty good on a – on an expected level. Yeah, there was on no a real surprise. Level. Yeah, there I were agree. no real surprises, or I don't think there's anything that original about it. He yeah. looked like a really nice guy, and it wasn't like his profile would scare me off and like I would now hide in a basement from him, but I wouldn't certainly like climb out of the basement if I was hidden down there for him. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. were reading this, like what would what would you yeah, feel or think? I mean, what I would say about what I've what you guys have read out loud to me so far is that all of it is incredibly generic. And the only thing that I really take away from uh, uh, really finding something about his values is where he mentions family because, you know, I'm someone who probably doesn't want kids, so that would tell me, okay, this is maybe not the guy for me, which is fine because, of course, you know, the woman who does want kids, you know, might want to might want to message that guy. But everything else, it's kind of like, it's like who doesn't like fitness and who doesn't like food and, <laughs> you know, everything else is pretty, is pretty standard. And, you know, yeah. the advice I give to my clients who are putting up online dating profiles is, you know, if if you're if you put everything out about yourself that's kind of average and you make yourself look like a five, you know, like yeah, you're not gonna get a lot of messages from people who are overly excited about you. If on the other hand you put out all your quirks and all the things that are really interesting and make you unique and different, then there might be some people out there who think you're a two, but there might people be people out who think that you're a ten. And you're going to get messages from those people, and they're going to be more enthusiastic about you, and there's going to be fewer surprises down the line. So I, 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 I totally, totally agree with you. Yeah. People, people need to realize that generalizations only uh, cause like a broad feeling for people, mm-hmm. whereas specifics actually cause emotion. Like, like Mo is so specific that like I hate him. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> like he's so specific that I can have that emotion toward him. But it's a real emotion. Real. For sure. It's a real one. And that's one. why I do it. You feel it in your belly. Okay, th- this is my feedback on it. Like, it, Not that it's okay to be generic, but um, you can turn something as generic and boring as I like eating into something interesting by adding your take on why you like eating and why it's important to you. Because I find a lot of men do this. They speak in statements. I had this this coaching call the other day, which literally wanted me to make, like, made me want to pull out my hair because I would, you know, ask a guy a question. He's there for a consult with me. So he's supposed to elaborate and tell me what's going on with him. And he would give me like one sentence answers, like the most bland generic answers without providing the why behind why he's making these statements. And I found myself getting more and more frustrated, which is how I feel when I read these types of profiles, because eating is interesting. Um, <laughs> laughing is interesting, but like the why behind why you like those things, that's where it's individualized. And, and that's what I'm, I'm drawn to yeah. in profiles. And I would say from this profile, I've read the whole thing. I looked at the pictures. Um, I'm not sure who he's trying to attract, but he's 34 years old. I'm guessing he's trying to attract women who are like 25 to 32 or something. Um, and I would say that this isn't exciting enough of a profile. It's it's exactly what, what you're saying before. What generic. if you said, I'm a guy who opens up a door for a woman because that's the way my mother raised me. I'm a man who likes to enjoy 
a, That's a little gra- cliche still. A great steak, a bottle of wine, and great conversation with friends. Still a little generic. Is that a little? I mm-hmm. feel like that's a little that's more. Better than, it's, it's better, better, than better than what he has. Better than what he has. Yeah, that's like a step up, but you want to go probably about seven or eight more steps from there. No, I, for, for me okay. personally, no. Okay, for Seinfeld. Me personally. Let me hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, of course you enjoy steak because you're not a veg- you know maybe talk about why you're not a vegetarian and why you enjoy steak and why you don't like vegetarians or something like a, has a little bit more edge or personality. It's like, Got yeah, it. of course you like steak. Ooh. And also, I feel like his profile is a little too you long. Like yeah, it's too long. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. guys, it is. So it is a little bit long. Like, don't show all your cards at once. I think he kind of needs to keep, you know, a few things to himself. We don't want to hear about every part of your life. It's just a profile, the interesting stuff. not a yeah. con file. Yeah. So, <laughs> just kind of keep it. You know, brevity is important. What did you think about his pictures? Which I actually won't post these online unless he gives me permission to do so. Um, what did he I just love that one of him like smiling, like, kind of like a, his head. Ugh, I love see. that one of him it's in cute. the chair, leaning back, looking off to the side. So they did this study on OK Cupid that talks about like profile pictures for men yeah. and profile pictures for women. So the ones that women are more attracted to are when men are looking off slightly to the side with with a little bit of a smirk. Men who smile front on, uh, women find cheesy and unattractive and needy. Um, but if you're you're looking off to the left or right or what to the it? side. It's actually more appealing because it means you're looking. Because eh. it, it looks like a Calvin things. Klein ad. Okay, or what? wait, it does. He looks like a Calvin Klein ad. So we're here. into that. You just asked about Seinfeld. Okay, this yeah. is a perfect example. There's an episode where George has to call this woman, but he doesn't want to seem too needy, so he eats an apple when he's on the phone with her, and it's because it makes him seem like he has other things going on. Yeah, and I totally <laughs> and lived by that. So it's the same. It's like if you're looking to the side, it's like you have, you're looking at something maybe more interesting than getting your picture taken. I love it. Oh, wait, totally. did you see that thing? Um, I think I saw it on Twitter. This guy successfully used 41 Seinfeld quotes in a, in a news anchor. And in, is that even how you say it? A news anchor? In, 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 in the story. He used 40, 40 or 41 references from Seinfeld. That must have been a news this. story about nothing. Wow. There you go. <laughs> the show's about you nothing. Might, you might find your future husband right know, there. Seriously. Okay, so let's get on to the next question. Hey, ladies and Mo, I think the show is phenomenal and highly relatable. Thank you so much for doing what you do. I have a terrible problem with texting back far too quickly. I find myself to be highly attentive and constantly wanting to talk. However, listening to your previous episodes, especially the bad guy one, I keep thinking that maybe I'm wrong and maybe I should just chill out. But have you ever wondered how many relationships were lost simply because um, what was not said all because the other person was trying to be cool? No. I, oh. <laughs> I understand you shouldn't try to be bothersome, but I don't want to appear to be distant. I guess another thing I constantly struggle with is you should try to be an individual. Being yourself is always a turn on. I can see that. But what if being yourself is being the highly attentive person who texts back right Which away. Which is the turn off. Take so being easy. yourself is being the turn off. Sincerely, the nice guy. I think a big thing to notice is that you can take, you can start with text, but be confident enough that your relationship can carry on in a real world. Like you can start it there, but, but let it, you know, set up the date and then take it, your conversation yeah, somewhere else. I think there's else. other ways um, to show your highly in- attentive yeah like, you know whatever like making in person talks. right in person it doesn't mean responding super fast because there's way there's so many other examples of being attentive sure. so don't don't try to focus it all in that one place Arden what do you think I think as far as text game goes um there's two different ways of showing value and um in the speed with which you text back and one of those is to, you know, to be busy and have a life and go out and do a lot of things so you're not by your phone all the time. And if you have a certain lifestyle, that's definitely going to happen. You know, if you're a DJ and you're, you know, DJing from midnight to four every night, then you're not going to be able to pick up your phone all the time because you're going to be busy, you know, on the decks. On the other hand, 
if you have a different kind of busy lifestyle where you're by your phone all the time because that's where you do your primary work. So, like, for me, for example, um, I'm glued to my phone constantly because I have clients who email me, people who text me about appointments, you know, things like that. And uh, so I tend to text back right away. I don't spend a whole ton of time crafting my replies, and I tend to be pretty, you know, like, okay, are we making plans? Okay, great, let's meet here, let's, let's do this, you know, and, you know, kind of get the ball rolling pretty quickly. But I don't feel that texting that quickly causes me to lose any value because it's just part of my flow. It's right. part of my lifestyle. And people get that it's not about them. It's just about the fact that I'm a person who communicates a lot, and I have to because of my job and my lifestyle. That's a great answer. Well, actually, so I, I tell um, guys, I have like a, some rules. Basically, if you are responding back right away because you're either fearful that the attraction will fade, um, you're nervous of losing her to some other guy, anything that feeds into like an anxiety, and that's the reason why you're texting back, I say don't do it. There's no point because that that's a needy text back. You're just trying to not be forgotten. So I actually had this one client. I've talked about this before, but he uh, was dating lots of women and he was wondering why he wasn't getting that second date. So we broke it down and figured out that he was actually texting these women back from a very needy space. So I told him that whenever he wants to like text back immediately, he should text me instead. And so what he ended up doing, which I actually think is a great idea, is whenever a woman would text him that he was interested in, he would literally throw his phone behind the couch and then like take time to go, you know, scurry behind the couch and get it, which actually gave him a moment of pause to think, do I actually really want to write back to her right now? Am I busy with my lifestyle? Do I have other things to do? As opposed to doing it from that needy place, which is what I would tell nice guy, as well. That's you what know, I, you know what I tell nice phone. Phone. Yeah, I'm kidding. I tell, I tell nice guy to put the phone away, go in the bathroom, jerk off, and then text from that <laughs> space that you're in after you've done jerking off and you're no longer looking for anything to fill in. Mo, you can't taint oh. nice guys, so stay in your corner and, and, of your phone. Okay, well, some some good <laughs> advice for nice guy. This is what I do. Look, it, it, <laughs> that if, was bad advice. Yeah, no, anyway. that, that was man advice, but... But what I do is if she is constantly texting you back right away and you got a really good banter going, then roll with it. You know, yeah. text her back right away and always look for an out, right? Always kind of get out on top in the text. Like, leave it on your turn. It's called the upper hand. Yeah, get the like upper girl. hand in it. I'm obsessed with having the upper hand. So <laughs> but, if you ever wanted to date me before, like, lose interest now. Yeah, but, but look, if, 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 <laughs> it's a, if it's a girl that's taking a while to get back to you, well, it obviously shows you where you kind of land on her list of priorities. Then do the same. You know, don't ever send her, like, three texts in a row because she hasn't responded to you. But like you Arden like was saying, though, guy. at the same time, if that's what you do and that's your flow because that's the way you function on your phone, then don't avoid it. Be confident that it will work either way. Absolutely. As long as don't take too much time yeah, to craft it, yeah. I think also a text that comes from a needy place, you can tell, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost like they can smell it on you. It's like sharks and blood in the water, you right. know? Like, Absolutely. it's not so much about the pace of your texting, it's about the feel that's behind it. And also, I, I always say to myself, you know, it, it, I, I still, to this day, I get nervous texting guys, you know? Depending on the guy, depending on what I'm texting about, I, I definitely get the jitters. And so if someone texts me and it gives me that pit in the stomach feeling, I always wait a good 10 to 15 minutes before I reply just because that's going to affect how I say what I say back. And chances are if I say the first thing that comes to my head as much as I want to, like, 
continue that conversation, it's not going to be as good or as chill of a reply if I wait 10 minutes and think about it. Yeah, it's the knee-jerk reaction. Like The benefit of texting is that you have time to actually think and process your responses. So take, so take some time. Um, I want to get on to the next question because uh, I think we beat a dead yeah. horse here. So, yeah. um, Okay, the next question is, do all of you think that European women... Can't even speak right now. That European women. <laughs> We're so elegant, just like the European women. <laughs> they, they, should I say it in a British accent? The rest of the time, European women are more open to sex compared to American women and North American. Oh my women. god, I love that. Oh really? Not not to leave out Canadian women. Thank you for including me. I really appreciate that. Um, I ask this because I live over here in Germany as an American, working for the Air Force, and I see in my experience that a uh, your <laughs> damn it, your European women as a whole are more sexually open essentially better eye contact say hello to strangers more dress sexier and even have a warmth i am so surprised i'm not surprised at the question about the european women but i am surprised that this is coming from a man who's living in germany because i don't picture women in germany to be like super no. like soft and loving no neither do i give me I your do. wiener schnitzel now in my mouth <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, okay, well, I, I, I Googled a little bit. Um, and I, okay, for me, I know that when I am, you know, away in Europe, I think that people are more open. But anytime I'm away, as we were talking about in the beginning portion of the show, like, I'm more open, so people are more open to me. Um, like, when I went to go visit my sister in London, and I was saying to her boyfriend, you know, oh, my God, everyone's so open over here. I love it. He was, like, shocked. He's like, British people are the rudest people in the entire world. And I was like, no, they're not. They're absolutely amazing. Um, I find that, yes, European women are more open. And when I did Google, a lot a lot of the reasons that they were saying American women are not as open is because they drink beer and they take lots of medication. <laughs> no, that's no. It's a cultural thing. If Absolutely. you look at it over there, they're a little more open. If you look at in their ads, right, their TV ads have nudity in them. Yeah. Uh, nude beaches are acceptable over there. They're, they're all going to hell. And they're a little more <laughs> open. They're definitely more open with their section, sexuality. Uh, women, especially women's rights here is such a huge thing in the United States mm -hmm. where women are very much empowered, like to the point, you know, close to what yeah, men are Yeah, we need to be pushed empowered. down a little bit to get back well, to our feminine I'm just ways. saying, in, for, in, a lot of, in a lot of foreign countries, women are not as empowered as they are, not even nearly as they are empowered here. And because of that, women take on more of a female nurturing role because yeah. that's really their main role in society. I don't know if it's... trying to say that. Yeah, I don't know if it's about empowerment. Women's avoidance of sex in the U.S. is the problem of feminism. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I, I do think I, I, that I think women there feel more empowered. Therefore, it's like a societal thing it, where they're like, can be not, naked more often. It's and not in terms of sexuality. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking... In the U.S., we have such a culture of slut-shaming. You know, there's, there's so much that goes on. Like, even, you know, even opening up the Internet, just looking at my Twitter timeline the last couple days, you know, seeing that mom who wrote to uh, an open letter to her her son's 14-year-old friend saying, you know, stop taking, you know, duck face selfies because, you know, you're causing boys to think impure thoughts or, or oh, whatever God. it is. Like, it's just so ingrained into our culture. And that what I've noticed with women is that, yeah, you know, sometimes they don't want to admit necessarily to their own desires because they're afraid of how it's going to make them them come off, you know, and For that's sure. why I think my work is so important because 
I get to say, no, you absolutely get to pursue what you want and you get to choose and say, you know, I do want this and I don't want that and, you know, and be confident and not feel any shame in that. Sure. I love that, Arden. I feel like there's for not sure. enough shame. And for the record, I wasn't trying to say that it was coming from a sexual point. It's coming from a nurturing point. Women, women in the United States have an, a problem and I think it's treating men and, and nurturing men kind of how a mother is supposed to. I, I don't see that nowadays because well, every woman is like career oriented and, and their career, a lot of them takes precedent over family. Whereas, you know, 50 Ooh. years ago, like it wasn't like that. I feel like I'm smelling a whole episode here that we can that talk about. Are you require more caretaking than women? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, look, if you go back to the most primal state of who we are as beings, men are hunter-gatherers, women are nurturers, and, and that's kind of how this society and human is the, hum, human civilization has ran for the last couple thousand years, um, and it's changed today. It's no longer that way. So here is another question. Okay, big fan of the show. Uh, in the most recent episode, you touched on something called pretty boy syndrome. Judging by the brief description you gave, I think I may be suffering from it. I'm only 20 years old, but my whole life I've been labeled as a pretty boy. Aw. And I've received a lot of superficial interest from females. At 20, that's all you want is superficial interest right. from females. I know. Um, I have Even done at 40. My, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I have done my best to never let it go to my head, and I think as a result, I'm a pretty well-rounded person. It's more that trust, commitment, issue that you guys referenced that's my problem i have only had two relationships in my life and both were very short of course you're 20 i know i am young but i don't want this to become a major problem for me in the future i was wondering if you could give me a little more background on this symptom Uh, i've created (laughs) a a, a symptom um and maybe some things i could do to work on improving it and having more healthy relationships in the future again thank you for all your hard work on the podcast dave Honestly, all right. Starting you sound out super- wonderful. You don't Dang. sound yeah. He sounds sweet, and I like that he's planning for his future. Exactly. But stop planning so much for like your like physical future and start planning on your educational future. <laughs> this is an ad from brought to you by from the Phoenix or as I Phoenix mean. Online. Yeah. No, you go to us, you'll fail miserably. Well, let me give some background on pretty boy syndrome. So I was saying that a lot of guys who were super good looking or super popular or super pretty when they're younger don't really have to work on developing their personalities so that later in life, you know, when all of the ugly guys who suddenly blossom and become, like, successful and and good-looking as well, they've developed a personality to match those looks. Or they even, at least found some cool glasses. Right, exactly. So, or, and their style. So, but they have, like, a personality so that their, their looks don't really ma- matter that much. Um, and so the pretty people end up, like, just being these duds who have nothing to say. That's what pretty boy syndrome is. That's, you know, what, what we that referenced. That gives nerds such vengeance, though. Don't, don't even give him advice, because we want them to fail. The people <laughs> yeah. from like us from high school, we want you to fail. So. Like, oh, like we're, you weren't not, a pretty girl in high school. Stop. I wasn't. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, no. I was awful looking. Really? I swear to God. I would like short, th- thick, frizzy hair. Like, I mean, my oh, hair I was unmanageable. I, I had a crossed eye when I was little. <laughs> no. You know, you lazy, you know, lazy eye? Yeah. yeah. I got to put this up on Twitter. I still have a lazy eye, but it's it's corrected like temporarily, like until I go to sleep at night. I'm not oh even God. kidding. Until so, you go to sleep at night. Yeah, when I take out my contacts, my eye eventually will go back in. So it like slowly honestly, fades back to lazy. Yeah. Oh my God! No yeah. way! It's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's horrible. okay. So yes, you so want I want him to fail. So don't course. answer. Is that what you're telling me to do? Right. Don't yes. give my, a response. My okay, question, so Dave, you get no answer. My question for Dave is: Do you have girlfriends that you're not hooking up with? Like, can yeah. you be friends? Because look, man, you're if you're a good-looking guy and girls are already sexually attracted to you, you got a leg up. Now, where you're having a problem is it looks like women can't be friends with you, or women that you're dating can't be friends with you. 
Because, A, if you could be friends with a girl that is sexually attracted to you, she's going to want to lock you down. Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. So my recommendation is go out and have girlfriends that are just friends. You know, be comfortable being friends with girls, talking to girls, so what does opening that mean? up well, to girls. So like op- opening up, to- like what does that mean? So he wants a specific skill set that he's looking for and, how to- and basically how to develop a personality. Yeah. So so what are the essentials of developing a personality? How is that what he's asking? That? He's asking, like, how do I not just be this pretty boy? How do I have something more of substance? Well, he said he, said he was didn't let it go to his head, so he thinks he's done pretty well. So I don't know if he's lacking personality or just lacking the ability to show personality. Um, I think number one is to have your thing, to have a thing. This is your thing. Like, you're known as this guy. Like, oh, this is the guy who's obsessed with reading about um, space or whatever. Like, be the guy. Be the guy with something. Like, you know, have animal facts or something. Yeah, no, but have have more interest. Be intelligent. There's way more to a person. In fact, like, you know, I talked about before, I'm reading this book called The Evolution of Desire, which talks about, like, the spectrum of character characteristics that women are attracted to and you know I, I don't even think that looks are in here as an option to oh, be passion. honest yeah but it is it's like it's dependability it's loyalty it's commitment it's uh intelligence like all of those things are other factors of your personality and yeah. characteristics that you can easily attain if you show an interest in obtaining them but like for a lot of people because they are pretty sometimes they uh, either don't think they have to get anything else or that they're only about that. So they veer away from those things and really focus on their strong suit, which ends up biting them in the ass for relationships. Yeah, and I think there's also that insecurity that people won't believe them that they have a personality. I I think that's the problem here. I think there's an insecurity with with his emotions or with Like I know Mo has a super personality because he's really ugly. (laughs) Listen, you little minx. No, he does look good. Here's the thing. I I, I never really grew up the best-looking cat out of my bunch I, no way i swear i grew up with some cats that are some good looking dudes um but i always wonderful had, acting marnie <laughs> oh whoopee girl no but 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 i had the best personality out of my friends and and i really and i have a lot of girlfriends that are my friends because of it that you so know what, what I, did I you a, do to work for that like what did you do I, you to know gain what, this personality here was my thing when you realize one woman you realize all women so i had a lot of girlfriends that were friends because I knew if I could feel comfortable around them and connect to them in a non-sexual way, it'll be really easy for me to get to the girls that I'm That's interested so in. That's so true. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and look, a man surrounded by women is going to get women. You but know? What, what helped you connect to them? So, like, I want to get a better understanding yeah. for Dave. You know, for Dave, he needs to realize. He handcuffed himself to there, him. <laughs> Dave needs to realize that there's a that a man and woman can coexist beyond just having sex because it seems like that's all that's happening here is like girls just talk to him because he's good looking and they want to hook up he needs right. to like find a connection with another woman does that mean asking questions yeah, of her? that means asking questions of her like find a girl that you're not going to bang dave and become friends with her let her kind of give you some advice too on the women world but like see how women think go hang out with women do activities with women you know, don't always just be with your dudes and then banging a girl. I'm so glad Dave doesn't have like a hot name like like Peyton, you yeah. know, or something like that. Like I'm glad his name is like semi-average so that like it Dave. doesn't add. To, yeah, it's like it's Dave. Like because Dave could be cool or Dave could not be cool. I think that Dave, you and your average name with your pretty <laughs> face, I think you need to be curious. You know, it's like, like going that. out there and just to me, like curiosity is the sexiest thing. You don't even have to have like your one thing. Like we all have tons of things that we're, we're into, you know, just be curious. And like Mo said, like find some girls that you're not going to bang and go get curious. I like that being <laughs> curious, but, but even like asking women questions that aren't like 
in a superficial realm. I mean, like, so yeah. what are you? In, that's like a, such a bland, boring question. But um, but asking more questions about women and actually showing an interest and understanding and sharing information about you, like intelligence and and interest and passion are always attractive to women. There's nothing wrong if you're turning women on with things other than your looks. Um, but be more about your looks. That's basically all it is, is have other interests outside of your looks, create curiosity and be curious and interest in the people. And don't be afraid to be ugly and have faults. I think sometimes when you're a good looking person, you're afraid to put yourself in that vulnerable position to be vulnerable. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable. And also, um, um, don't brush your teeth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good points, Thank Kristen. You. Thank you. Good points. All right, next oh, question. What? And this is something that will come with age, too, that he has to what? understand. Yes, exactly. You're 20 years old, right. so you have plenty of time if to I get ugly. If I was 20 years old. <laughs> lose <and> your looks <laughs> and focus on your personality. I would be plugging away. I would get to I'm you would sure be hair. You would. You would be hair plugging I'd get to 100 away. feathers as soon as possible. <laughs> you said hair plugged away at 20. <laughs> she wanted to make sure you, you heard it the, the first show. time. Whoa. Whoa. I don't even know what that means. When I'm talking, when I'm talking to a woman I know is not available. I am the most charming, the most snarky, and the funniest person I can be. But when I know the woman is single, not seeing anybody, I become tongue-tied, a little nervous, and nowhere near as charming as I can be. Is there a secret to getting out of my head? A female friend told me to just pretend that I don't stand a chance with these women, but that's definitely easier said than done. Any suggestions from you uh, lovely ladies? And the very articulate Mo. See, other people recognize. He is charming and witty. Steve in Colorado Springs. So Steve. Colorado. Steve, I totally relate to this because living in the Hollywood, Los Angeles area, there's people all around that can, you know, get you places or influence things. And when I'm around those people, I have no personality. That's why I have an amazing personality with Mo. But I've I've suffered that for a really long time. And I would love your help, Marnie, too. (laughs) I agree. No, it's so much easier to be like super freaking charming when you don't have anything at stake. I think it's that risk of like losing something that's super terrifying. So then suddenly it's like you start doubting yourself. Pressure. Yeah. Well, okay. a couple of tactics that I use because I've actually gotten better at this recently um, is that it's okay to want something from somebody that you're you're talking to, whether you want to get in their pants or you want to get a job from them and have them put you on television or whatever it is that you want. Um, I like announcing the elephant in the room. That's one of the tactics that I use. If If I'm nervous and I'm trying to suppress it and not show it to somebody, it gets way worse for me um, because it's all I can focus on. I'm like, don't think about this or don't think about that. And so I tried to either announce the elephant and just say like, oh my God, I'm so nervous talking to you. You're the guy who did this or you're the, or whatever. Like you're super hot. Like I can't even concentrate on what you're saying. Getting it out there really gets me to calm down. Um, And it makes the other person comfortable as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Something else that I like doing is using OSA, which we've talked about several Mm -hmm. times. It's literally making an observation, sharing something about my world. So then again, I'm not sort of intruding the way that many men do when they approach women, like probing and asking for questions. Questions, Yeah. I, I give them a little piece into my personality and to my lifestyle, which gets me to calm down, gets me to think in my world rather than trying to think in their world um, and really calm myself down. And a third tactic that I use, it's called the, uh, I call it the Barbara Streisand tactic and hopefully she doesn't (laughs) sue me for for using this, but um, I use this all the time and I've used this a lot when I was younger. So I have like three songs that make me smile and cheer me up and I have different ones all the time and it recently it was the Robin Thicke song until I realized he is a horrible man Dirty whore. Um, but still I love that song so um, I I will sing those songs in my head 
And that gets me to smile and loosen up a little bit. So I have three songs that I can pull from really quickly that I know puts a smile on my face, gets me like bouncing a little bit, um, and gets me away from thinking about, oh my God, they're going to totally call me out for being a fake yeah, and wanting something from them. And to give the other perspective as well, I had this experience recently when in New York, and I know we talked about New York a little bit at the beginning of the show, but I was at this event space and there were people there that were really intimidating to me and all I wanted to do was leave. I literally wanted to leave because I didn't know what to say. I was tongue tied. I felt not cool enough. So as I was leaving, the owner pulled me back in and was like, where are you going? And like, hang out with us. And all of a sudden I realized I'm on the same level as them. They don't see me as somebody that's trying to break in. Right. They just saw me as someone who looked like a cool chick and wanted to like hang out and chit chat and all of a yeah. sudden look at this ego Chris all of a sudden well it was it's crazy but it was that know. verification by them that I was okay <laughs> yeah that made me comfortable staying but but you don't need that verification I don't and I'm working on trying to get it without that but it's just that realization that they you may be intimidated by them but they don't know that you're intimidated by them and again don't hide it but just remember you're on the same playing field you're just as good as they are absolutely yeah, probably yeah. not but yeah, just one, tell yourself you yeah, are one more thing i'm going to throw in i think i told this story right? i'm not really sure but i went to the serious um station and was on the suicide girls radio show a, a, again i think i did tell this story but i walked into the room and the person who was hosting the show said don't talk to each other about what you do i want it for on air like don't ruin it so i like right away i was uncomfortable i didn't know these people i got nervous that like, they could they could be anybody so for me they could totally intimidate me so i said all right don't talk about stuff for the show let's talk about my new uh, natural deodorant that i'm using that's like <laughs> top of mind for me and i'm like i am so self-conscious that i stink right now because i have tried to be really good and not use aluminum on my armpits which i've gone back to because apparently it's the only thing that works it it is quite offensive to other people (laughs) i'm just joking but like that's what i talked about and throughout and like the fact that i put that information out there that's not about like oh who are you and what can i get from you it's me showing that i'm just as self-conscious as anybody else but i'm confidently saying it i feel like that got everybody comfortable in the room because they were like oh my god i tried it too and here come over i'll smell your armpit and then i'm like you know sticking my armpit in somebody's nose that i just met so those are things that can that can really it was a fantastic and call it a saturday (laughs) i used to i used to have this same problem and then i realized why am i putting these women on a pedestal yeah i don't know you you you've never done anything for me other than me i'm saying you you haven't done anything for me other than you know arouse me in this moment because you look good but why am i putting you on this great pedestal Mm -hmm. and 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 i think that's part of his part of your problem is is you're putting these women on a pedestal right away and because of it you feel like you're not worthy Look, man, you you obviously are funny because you make people laugh. You kind of, you know, you obviously maybe make fun of people a little bit, and that's why some of these girls like you because you got that, you know, that snarky little flirty sense of humor. And it takes confidence to have the snarky sense of humor. So use that confidence when speaking to a girl that you're attracted to or interested in. And know that she's probably freaking out about herself more than anything else. And we're all so concerned about ourselves every day that no one else is thinking about anybody else. Right. And we all think we are being thought about all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always a good reminder for me. It's like, you know what? She's probably worried that she's. and listen, most men are Super probably hot and can't get any guy but in the room. Like, you know, only a that. lot of these pretty girls, men put them on a pedestal, and and that's what they're used to, and they get attracted to the guy that really just knocks them right off of it. I, For w- sure. Once I started, you know what I, I used to do is I used to look at really pretty girls and look at what was wrong with them right away. I know that's and a then tactic be, a lot of people would use. Be, I know it's a good and one, and I would but, be mm-hmm. unattracted to them, but then start flirting with them, and then I would get them. 
And then somewhere I'd have to learn how to switch it back on and damn, this girl's really hot. A good way to use (laughs) that tactic is to like laugh at it because then you can say, okay, she's human. She's got like a weird big toe or like she has like a whisker on her chin. Or she's got a lazy eye. She's got Megan Fox thumbs. (laughs) She's got web toes. Megan Fox thumbs. Did you hear what he said? Oh, she does have weird thumbs. She's got a lazy eye. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) 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 Wait till you see pictures of me in middle school. I'd look at you in the face right now, but I can't. My eyes. I was pretty. I could probably go head to head with you, Kristen. I had an expander on the roof of my mouth, though I had big space between my teeth. Oh, I had a space too. It got got that filled in. Yeah. Uh Can you hear what I said? I'm like, I was pretty the whole way through. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not true. People didn't (laughs) like me. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I developed my personality. And that wraps up this segment of Analyze This. Well done, Marnie. (laughs) But Arden, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Do you want to tell people where to get in touch with you and, and learn more about what you do? Sure, absolutely. You can check out my blog, Arden Lee, A-R-G-E-N-L-E-I-G-H dot typepad dot com. You can also check out my organization, the Siren Seduction Forum for Women at SeductionSirens.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Arden Sirens. Awesome. Well, thank you, Arden. Uh, And we'll definitely have another episode about, I don't even know what it's about, but just like of you two, you and Mo fighting. I think it'd be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love it. I would love to hear that today. (laughs) I'm bringing the popcorn. (laughs) Bring it, girl. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Arden. All right, so thank you for all those questions. We now have, like, a lot of emails to go through, so I'm sorry if we didn't get to yours today. Um, but you know what? Write to us on Twitter and remind us to go look for your email. That's yeah. how we will know. Keep it to, short so we can get to you. Exactly. Like, ask your questions on there, but also say, like, hey, girls of Ask Women, like, what the fuck is up with you? Go check out my email. It's this email address, and then I will definitely pick that one. But, but, but also but ask, ask your questions on Twitter. Yeah, you know, for I, sure. We're going to get to those first because they're a lot easier to answer. Yeah. Right. And probably less boring for you to listen to. Yeah. Right? So just make it short and concise and follow us on Twitter and it's at Ask Women Podcast on Twitter. Wonderful. So make sure you go there if you don't have an account. It's easy. Make one and then talk to us. Exactly. When we interact with you there, we do we not do. interact yeah. with you over email. So yeah. therefore you can get access yeah. to us. But also if you do want to send in more long winded questions, then send them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com so you can be a part of the next segment of Analyze This. And don't be afraid to look us up on Facebook too. Oh yeah, God, so Say much. And Instagram and like I Ask don't Women know. Pod on Instagram. Amazing. Get involved with the crazy. Yeah. And also follow me on Twitter. I'm uh, Kristen Carney and it's amazing. Just follow me there at Kristen Carney. Fantastic. And <laughs> check out my what and I'm just joking, I'm gonna like <laughs> But uh, check out our new episodes of Ask Women Podcast. They go up fresh on Thursdays. And we will speak to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Guys, do you want to give your women a hard time? Erections. Really, do you people think we're so shallow that the only way to get us to listen is using a sultry voice? Let me tell you how thinking men are dealing with their erections. Enzite. It's true. Millions of men rely on Enzite brands knowing they'll be ready to stand and deliver a confident performance anytime, every time. That's huge. Just one capsule a day, sort of like a vitamin you take once a day, is all it takes for strong peak male enhancement. Hurry, if you call now, you can score a special Enzite trial pack for the sack and receive a 10-day sample of Ogaplex for the ultimate male experience free with your order. Call now for the most powerful erections imaginable with the Enzite trial pack for the sack. 
Call 1-800-993-5250 or go to SmilingBob.com. 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 These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. Free trial requires via life enrollment with future auto shipments. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.